Welcome to the Thrive Podcast with the Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church. How, how does your faith kind of play into it or does it play into it? What can be done about it? When I say the church, I'm talking about uh, evangelical white Christians and the black folk who attend their churches. Hello, welcome to the Thrive Podcast with the Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church. I'm Fred Jeff Smith, pastor of Shiloh, and I'm happy that you've taken the opportunity to share with us today, either viewing this through YouTube or listening to this through iTunes and or Spotify. Uh, This is the first time in a while uh, that we've been able to do these interviews. Obviously, all of us have been impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic that has struck this nation, and it has thrown our schedules uh, out of kilter. Uh, So we had not been able to do interviews for the last couple of weeks. Uh, But I wanted to do an interview today uh, with two people who have given tremendously of their time, their talent, and their energy to uh, make sure that Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church continues to run with some semblance of normalcy. Uh, That has been my goal throughout this whole process, uh, uh, to keep some some idea of normalcy going uh, with the day-to-day activities of this church. Ministry needs to continue. And for that to happen, I need to have uh, people around me who are willing to give of their uh, energies and their talents uh, in uh, very extraordinary ways. And I'm grateful to have two of those people with me uh, today as guests of this podcast. One, uh, this is her first time on the podcast. One has been on before, and in fact, he's been with every one of them because he produces them. Uh, So let me introduce uh, to you uh, Mrs. Leslie Vincent, uh, my administrative assistant here at Shiloh. And uh, Leslie, thank you for taking the time to share with us today. I guess you say you ain't have no choice, huh? Because I told you we were going to do this. That's uh, exactly <laughs> what you did, but thank you <laughs> for the opportunity. <laughs> and uh, Mr. Terrence Turner, uh, who uh, runs our audio-video ministry here at Shiloh and is also uh, the creator, executive uh, director of Mag Game Entertainment. Thank you, Terrence, for taking the time to come and share with us today. Well, thank you. I mean, I was going to be here, and <laughs> you said get front, and so I'm here. I want everybody, if you're viewing this, I want you to see that we went to extraordinary steps to make sure that we are practicing social distancing. Normally, uh, this is done in my office uh, at, at, at my conference table, uh, but we wanted to make sure that we were setting the proper example. So we are practicing social distancing as we are doing this. Uh, Leslie, let me start with you. What has it been like, from your perspective, uh, dealing with uh, what I said earlier, trying to keep uh, uh, normalcy uh, going on throughout the the life of this church as we have engaged in this pandemic? It certainly has been a very different perspective from my my seat, Um, trying to make sure that the church stays connected with the membership because that's critical um, always and certainly in this time 
um, making sure that the behind the scenes things still happen and that we are following the rules as best we can of those that govern us. Um, again, here, we're doing this far apart because we want to show that we are trying to um, do what we are told as well as we want to be safe. Um, they tell us in the news, you don't know if someone is sick and, and you want to keep yourself away from people and you want to make sure if you have something and you don't know it that you're not giving something to someone. Um, but we have had members calling, asking what can they do, members doing things. Um, and so it has been um, interesting to see the church working in this way um, with this heavy weight of a pandemic and we're still trying to be the hands and feet of God. And so it's amazing to see. And Shiloh, along with other um, religious organizations, is doing it. And I get to see it, and it's amazing to see. Terrence, uh, from, 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 from your point of view, uh, uh, you, you have headed the audio-video ministry here at the church ever since I've been here, and that's now seven-plus years. Uh, uh, but you have been called upon uh, to serve in that capacity in ways uh, through this pandemic uh, that are perhaps novel uh, and new uh, as opposed to things that we have done in the past. From your perspective, uh, how has it been trying to keep things going through this ordeal? Um, well, it's, it's really um, made me kind of tap into levels of creativity to try to uh, find a way to continue to engage people because they're not able to physically be here. Um, part of me kind of taps into my news background because if you've worked in news and you know when hurricanes strike or anything like that, that your schedule goes completely left. You were saying that uh, you, you've had to call upon uh, your uh, formal training, your uh, news background. Elaborate a little bit more about that. Well, anyone who's worked in news or experienced that, they know that every day it's hard to kind of make a plan for that. Uh, you and I spoke about that once before in your office where the plan can change. Mm -hmm. And you have to be um, ready for it to kind of be like an audible every day. You know, you might plan to do this within a week and then the governor comes out and puts, you know, another stipulation out and you have to now adjust to that. Right. So a lot of it is just being flexible with your time and being able to adjust on the fly. You know, we may like be prepared to do the podcast today, but okay, we have to practice social distancing. So right. Let's make sure we have um, long enough mic cords or this, that, and the third. Um, even with services, you have to adjust with that as well. I mean, if, if anyone watches the TV broadcast, it looks completely different from what our live stream looks like now because on TV you'll see choirs and, you know, people in the pews. Right. And, you know, a lot of that, it's just airing now, but it was filmed at previous dates. Right. Um, live stream, that's current, up to date. If they're watching live stream now, it may be, you know, a soloist singing. There's no full choir there. Right. And it's really just because we have to adjust to the times that we're living in now. This is our new normal. But what we have to do is try to make sure that we make this new normal feel as normal as the previous normal for people. Leslie, you, you manage the office. You, you're uh, the first voice 
for the most part that people hear when they call or come by. Describe for us what uh, the attitudes have been of those who have called, what the, what, what the demeanor has been of those who have come by through this uh, period. Uh, has there been an anxiety? Has there been calm? What, how, how would you describe uh, what, what's been going on? I think I've heard all of it, the, the anxious um, as well as the calm, but I've heard many calm um, and excited, oh, you're there, oh, and <laughs> and are you okay? And, and, and so that is, is comforting to know that people want um, to still connect. And I know that Shiloh's trying to do everything we can to connect. And so um, today there were several calls, oh, how are you, how's your family, all of that. And, and I'm asking that and, and, and many members are reaching out to those members they know that can't get out at all or shouldn't get out and just being able to connect and people are so excited to hear from other members, to hear your voice. I mean, they're hearing your voice on the prayer line. I know they appreciate that. That gives them some sense of of normal. It was funny. Uh, one of the members who's known me since oh, I was yeah. a small child uh, called you and, 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 and said, that doesn't sound like Reverend Fred on the phone. Uh, but <laughs> I said it was me. And, 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 and they still had disbelief. And when I went on the prayer line that evening, I said, let me be clear. This is me. And, and, and she said, well, it was me who wasn't sure whether that was. That's exactly so I, right. They did. I, they called. I, and, I haven't and they called said, her name. But, <laughs> but, but I, I found that funny that, uh, that I didn't know that I had a different sounding voice on, on, on the phone. I don't know. Maybe it's a little more bass or something. I don't know. Um, but people are excited to hear because they can't physically um, connect in ways that, that, that they've done in the past. And so any kind of connection I think they value. And we all appreciate that differently now, knowing that you can't go out and do things with those people that are your family, you're connecting in different ways. And certainly your church family, you're trying to keep that connection. I know that there are um, Zoom meetings. The Sisterhood had a meeting this Saturday. Right. It was wonderful. Fifty-five members, uh, I was told, were, were were on that Zoom meeting. It was, and and I have not had the pleasure of attending a sisterhood meeting before, <laughs> but I had the opportunity because Gail sent me something and invited me to come, and it was wonderful. It was wonderful. You could you could sense how much people enjoyed connecting with their church family. Although it was this way, it was a way to connect, mm -hmm. and it was phenomenal. Um, Mary Dudley gave some very sound um, advice, um, medical advice, because there's a lot of things that are out there that, that aren't true, and people are, you know, do you stand on your head? Do you do this? Do you do that? And how do you prevent this? But she gave some very sound advice for mm -hmm. all of us to take and say, look, this is, this is prudent for you to do these kinds of things mm -hmm. so that you can keep yourself healthy and keep your family healthy. Terrence, uh, we typically do uh, two Sunday worship experiences, and uh, we live stream, well, we don't live stream, we record uh, the midday Bible study on Wednesday, and then we audio record the evening Bible study uh, to be included uh, in our Thrive podcast. Uh, that, that, that's a typical normal week, not, not counting uh, 
the interview that we do when we do uh, the podcast uh, for Mondays. Uh, but now we are live streaming uh, uh, or pre-recording two Bible studies. Uh, we're live streaming two worship experiences. We're also now live streaming uh, or, or pre-recording, have to get my words right, uh, pre-recording uh, the Sunday school lesson for those uh, who cannot gather for Sunday school and for whom Christian education is still an important thing. Uh, that, that That's an immense uh, addition to the normal schedule. How are you managing all of that? Um, <laughs> just trying to stay ahead, I guess. Um, so, if I can, I, I guess if I can kind of break down the process. Mm -hmm. um, with the pre-recording things, that is something that we film on different days, and then I take it back, and I edit it, and then I upload it for people to see. So we're pre-recording the Sunday school lesson. Um, one of the Bible studies is pre-recorded for television. Um, in addition to being live streamed during the day as well, too. Uh, so with the pre-recording, that's just basically me going in, editing, putting graphics on, you know, putting the, what they call the bells and whistles on. Right. Uh, with live streaming, of course, all that's just 100% live. Mm -hmm. So that's you know, making sure that um, we're in place and on time. So for like Sunday worships uh, for, you know, 8 o'clock, we're going live at straight up 8 o'clock. Um, it may be like 8, 8 o'clock and maybe like 10 seconds in, but it's going to be 8 o'clock. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> we, we that. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the difference in the, the live streaming schedule now is that, you know, we have to give you a countdown for right. praise and worship is going on. We hit live, you come to the pulpit, and that's how it normally would start. Now, right. When, when you start after the countdown, we welcome everyone for watching and tuning in. And it's always funny because while we're live, I'm watching the numbers constantly like just go up. So it goes from like five people, then next thing's like 20, then it's 50, then it's 100. That's good. So that's the, the, that's the other thing that I monitor more now. And we have been gratified to see how many people uh, have actually tuned in, viewed, and, and have stayed. You know, uh, you give me two numbers, uh, numbers of people who passed through and numbers of people who stayed. And, and, and it's been gratifying. But, but sometimes I get concerned that, that, that people get too used to going to Bedside Baptist. And when this thing is over, <laughs> They're not going to make their way back to They're the church. Back. They're coming so. back. And I, I've heard you say that, and, and I believe because, number one, people are going to have cabin fever. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, they're they're, they're going to want to be around people. It's almost like, you know, I've never been to jail, but I've, I've been to jail. Yeah. Me either. You know, Me either. You, you want to come back to the world. That's what they call it. Because, you know, when they're in jail, they feel like they're not in the world. Yeah. When you come back into the world, into the real world, you want to do everything that you took for granted when you were there. And it's funny because I'll see people on social media, they're riding bikes and, you know, they're spending more time with loved ones, you know, that's in the house with them. Right. 
you know, they're not going to visit people. Right. But like, you know, I, I took my dog for a walk the other day and I'm seeing people who I've never seen in the neighborhood before and they're like planting gardens. And yeah. Right. So it, it, they, they're doing anything to occupy their time now. And I believe when this is over, get people, because our, our numbers grew a lot with live stream because people don't have, you know, anywhere else to go. Right. But I think when this is over, you don't have that to worry about. I think they're going to continue <laughs> going to Bedside Baptist. I think they're going to be proud and happy to come back and be around people. It's a phrase that's caught on, uh, Bedside Baptist. I, I was talking to my niece uh, after worship yesterday, and uh, she told me, Unc, I almost stayed at Bedside Baptist uh, today. Uh, so so it, it's going to become a part of, uh, of the vernacular. Lastly, in addition to all the stuff that you're doing here, and, and we'll uh, elaborate a little bit more on that in a second, you've been blessed that two of your three children have come home from school because of the pandemic. Uh, schools have closed. Uh, you, have, you have two kids, one in uh, undergraduate school, one in graduate school, and they have come home. What's it been like having kids back home? It certainly is. Um Interesting. <laughs> um, when I went to on one of those um, grocery trips and I got the, the total of the bill, I said, man, I haven't spent this much money on food in a long time. And so we're trying to cook more and each of my children can cook. I'm waiting for them to do a little bit more of that during this visit, <laughs> and I anticipate it. You know, you know, with with with. You know, I hope it'll happen soon. But 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 they're 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 good. They're both of them are in school, and so they are working. And um, Raymond, who um, is an undergraduate, has talked about how much his workload has increased mm -hmm. um, since he's been home. He was like, "Mom, I just I just I, I don't like this. I don't like this." And I think certainly. Nobody likes it. Mm -hmm. um, and from the perspective of someone that is his age, a 20-something, what this means, or someone who's in high school or in college, what this means for them to have their schooling interrupted as it is. You know, we, we do scholarships here, and we've had a communication right. about scholarships um, for those seniors. It's a very different year for them. Right. You know, they were spring semester, you know, going to do whatever they do spring semester, hang out, um, not do their work because they are, have senior um, <laughs> fever or whatever, because that happens to some people. Um, and they don't have that. They're at home no prom. with parents. No no, no, prom. no graduation and, and, ceremonies. Right, right. It, it's, it's, it's very different. He, Raymond has really struggled with, or at least vocally said, this was quite a transition for him. He's like, Mom, I'm supposed to be in college. I'm like, you are still in college and you have to do your work, but I get you don't have that freedom. Right. And he has said to me that he's trying to do whatever he can so that he's not being parented. And I understand that. Because uh -huh. um, when you're in college, you're not getting that direct parent. Um, and so Raymond is emptying the dishwasher, doing some stuff so that his mother doesn't ask him <laughs> to do more. But I appreciate that. He's trying to strategically do some things. Yeah. So, um, and, and Camille, certainly, at, at a graduate level, she is um, jumping right on it. She's, it, it, the, the, the shift has been less of a transition that I can tell with her. Um, 
she came from D.C. and she was like, oh, I'm not staying in D.C. by myself. I'm coming home. And so she's here and the dynamics in the household is very are, are different now, but we are um, trying to enjoy each other's company and just as everybody else. And not getting each other's way. Absolutely. And, you know, not hurt anybody. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't do that. But uh, So what, one thing I wanted to mention, Terrence, you talked about the countdown and I appreciate you do that. Um, Wednesday, during noonday Bible study, somebody called and said, aren't we live streaming? And and so the setup here is I'm in the office and you guys are in the sanctuary. And I thought, well, they're in there. And I looked and I said, well, it's 1154. It hasn't started yet. <laughs> and the person said, oh, okay. All right, because I was there. And so people appreciate all that is being done to reach out to them um, electronically. They're, they're there and they're waiting because I thought, well, I know they're in there. <laughs> like, oh, okay, it's not, it, hasn't time, it hasn't started. I said, no, it hasn't started yet, but you just stay, just wait a moment, and they'll, they'll, it'll be there for you. Yeah, people, people have to look at it like this with live streaming. It's just like television. So if your, if your show comes on like at noon, it's not going to start at 11.52. Right, <laughs> right. at noon because that's how TV works. So it's, it's going to be the same thing with live streaming as well, too. Um, and I've, I've gotten calls and emails from people as well too saying that they appreciate how Shiloh continues to engage and it, even people who aren't members are actually tuned. That's, that's the biggest thing I guess, I don't, I don't know if I want to say surprise or not for me, but there are people who are not members of Shiloh that are watching regularly mm -hmm. everything that we're putting out. So, you know, that's another, I guess, plus as well too for these people who may not have been tuning in or coming to a Bible study or worship service and and we're getting calls in the office saying thank you for people that are from people that are not members that are saying just that we appreciate what you're doing we we enjoy Pastor Smith we enjoy the the message that he that he provides and we've had some people call to ask ask Pastor questions you know spiritual questions that are not members that you're talking to them you're, you're feeding them spiritually in a, in a time that we all need it but you know they're enjoying all that you're doing to stay connected um, spiritually so we, we when, when this pandemic first started uh, the governors uh, the governor and the mayor were in agreement that we would uh, constrict ourselves uh, to 250 which we all agreed was fairly manageable it's, it's something that that we could deal with it it's fewer uh, than we were used to in Sunday worship uh, but uh, we thought it was something that was something we could manage then it went quickly from 250 to 50 right. And, 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 and that was a little bit more problematic for us. Now it sits at 10. And uh, for me, that has changed everything about the way that we do things. Now that's my perspective. Uh, I want to hear from you, Terrence, as someone who, who has to record this and has to, has to video it. Uh, what does it do when you went from 250 to 50 to 10? Uh, well, <laughs> what it did was it made me thankful that I kind of I, I, I can't even take credit for it, but I kind of got ahead of things where we filmed up so much content that what you see on television will continue to look different from live streaming. So what I mean by that is what you see on TV feels like church 
should feel. You know, you have people there, you know, it's, it's rooms full of people. Mm -hmm. But all those were filmed before the mandates happened. So we have enough content for television to kind of have that same feel to it. Um, it does constrict you as far as filming is concerned because there's not a lot to film. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like one of the people here, Johnny, he, he gets all kinds of shots. Right. There's nothing for him, you know, it's basically just basic shots that he can get now because there's not a crowd of people. If, you're, if there's a singer, it's one soloist. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, you can get a bunch of different things from this one person, but it's not like before. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, uh, there's no crowd reaction. Right. There, there's, you know, the congregation is not there to have that energy. I know you probably feel that even more than I do mm -hmm. because I know you have, you know, any public speaker has to feed on the people that are in the room. Right. There's no one in the room. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it, it feels odd at times, um, and I've told you this even on camera, but I have to commend you that, you know, and I guess this goes with the fact that you're always enthusiastic about what you're saying. It doesn't feel like you're talking to an empty room. Yeah. Right. Well, thank you. Leslie, this is a typically, this is the busiest time of the year for us. Under normal circumstances, uh, we would have had Road to Renewal, our, our midday worship experiences. We would have had uh, the Easter egg hunt for our children and youth. We would have had the Easter drama. We would have had uh, Spring Revival. In fact, uh, as this is being recorded, tonight would have been the first night of our Spring Revival. Uh, then Monday, Thursday, and then, of course, Resurrection Sunday worship. Uh, with all of those things uh, having to be canceled or modified uh, because of, of this pandemic, uh, what's your sense of how these constrictions have had an impact on what we do here, Shiloh? It's interesting. Um, before uh, the Lenten season began, the office staff, we just were talking about staying healthy, staying ready, because it's our busiest time of year with programming and not having any idea that this would happen, that we would have these level of restrictions. Um, on my, on my um, cell phone, I still have um, notifications of the events happening because I never canceled them because I got something this morning. I'm like, what's on my calendar? And I said, oh, revival. Okay, we're not doing revival. <laughs> so um, it is different. The, the, the busyness of the church with the number of people that would have been in and out of the church participating in all of the um, activities, ceremonies, um, fixing dinner for revival, all of it, it's, it's very different. On any given day now, there are four or five of, of us in the building totally. Right. And so it is It is very, very different. Um, and with those few people, we're still trying to make sure we're staying connected. Phones, phones are still ringing. People are still asking, you know, for things or what you, what are you doing what aren't you doing people still want to know that they still want to know how they can use the church as a resource and we're trying to make sure that people are informed with the four or five of us that are here 
You made mention of, of, of the sisterhood meeting that took place via Zoom right. uh, on the weekend. Uh, I also know that uh, one of our associate ministers uh, who teaches the young adult ministry, Minister Rodney Johnson, uh, conducted uh, a Zoom Bible study last week. As this goes forth, because we don't know how long this right. is going to last, and I guess I'm asking both of you this question, do you foresee us having to make different uses of technology than the ones that we've already made uh, in order to continue to keep people in touch and in tune with what's going on here at Chyla? Uh Absolutely. Right. Because the, we're just in that unknown land, basically, that we don't know what happens next. Mm -hmm. uh, the, I think the good thing about how we are how, how, how we're operating is um, we were already kind of set up for it so we were kind of prepared we had a, a good foundation as far as technology is concerned as far as you know having a website that's easy to maneuver for people mm -hmm. um, having different ways where people can kind of keep in contact with the church as far as the live stream is concerned as far as TV radio uh, this podcast so we, we already kind of were set up for that it's just now I think people are having to make more use of it, and we may even have to find different ways uh, to do it. I, you know I brainstorm on a daily basis as to how right. I can continue to keep people engaged, um, and it's just going to kind of keep pushing where we go mentally and creatively as far as getting the word to people and, and keeping to uh, engaging people. I would agree also that we've got to, We've got to continue to do things, and I would also say if 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 the members have ideas or or ways that they feel that we can continue to do this or do it in a better way, call the office. Let us know. Right. Um, we're trying to make sure that the website is is up to date with things. Um, we've got staff working from home that's that's trying to make sure again that's up to date so that when people go there they know that this is how you can um, connect with live stream this is how if you want to give you can give in these different ways um, if you want to be part of the prayer line this is you know we made some changes with that this right. is the new number this is how you're connected with the prayer line so we're trying to make sure that we're giving giving information so that people can stay connected because we know that that's important that they are part of and feel part of our community because they are our family. Yeah, yeah, uh, and 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 you make mention you, you made mention of uh, the giving aspect. Let me take a moment to thank the members of the Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church who are viewing this or listening to this because you have truly uh, shown yourselves to be consistent in your stewardship in, 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 in what I like to call extravagant generosity. Uh, uh, clearly, uh, you all have the understanding that for ministry to take place, uh, financial support has to be consistent. And up to this point, all I can say is thank you, thank you, thank you. You have made it possible for us uh, to continue to operate uh, pretty much on the same level that we have been. And I'm so grateful for that support, and I pray that it continues on into the future. Uh, 
I'm here on a Monday, which is something that I don't typically do. Right. My, 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 my whole schedule ha- has been changed. When when I started getting dressed this morning, my wife said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to the church. She said, it's Monday. I said, it's not a, it's, it's not a normal right. Monday. Right. Uh, uh, th- these days, mo- Monday is not what Monday used to be. Right. Tell me how, how, and I guess you've shared some of it, how have your schedules changed, not just with regard to the church, but with regard to your lives? How have how, how has your schedule changed through this pandemic? So work is different <clears throat> with less people here. And um, it's funny because people have said, why are you going to work? And I thought, there's stuff to do there. They're absolutely in, in making sure that ministry is getting done. There's got to be someone that's here that's kind of saying we can go left or we can go right or we can do this. And so that's important. It's important for people to have, to stay connected spiritually always, but in this time when there's a lot, there's a lot of fear. Um, you've got to be able to, to stand on your faith. Um, so I've tried to modify my schedule here because sometimes I'm here a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And some days they're seven-day-a-week days for me. And so I am trying to be very mindful of um, I have to to work smart. And so I'm here during the day, Monday through Friday, and I am part of the... Um, bedside Baptist watching <laughs> online. <laughs> Can it get an amen? No, just amen. <laughs> so I am I am doing that, and so that's very different for me to to watch. And so when I'm watching, I'm also. Um, working because there are times that I'm texting or emailing Terrence during the broadcast knowing that he's doing that live work um, but I'm also saying hey <laughs> can we do this or can we do that because people have sent things to me you know um, during a broadcast and and I try to filter through some of that because some of that Terrence doesn't need to to, to get I, I'm happy to serve as a, as a buffer and then afterwards say hey can we do this better or can we change this a little bit and then if I come to work I try to remember go home don't don't stop just because you're out doesn't mean that you should stop because I shouldn't be interfacing with people that often so I go home and then just like most people when you come in from the outside you need to take off whatever was outside and go to the shower wash right. your hands go to the shower and so right. it is that and so um I'm sure next time I go to the store, there'll be um, um, dis- the detergent because I'm we're washing clothes so often. Um, but you know, it's 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 a different kind of a setup, and so I am trying to be mindful of spending time with my children that are here because I they're not. It, we didn't think they were. I didn't think they were going to be here during this time, and so I, I say there's something that I'm supposed to learn, or they're supposed to learn. We're supposed to give and take from each other, and so I treat it as as a valuable time to be able to spend extra time with them on a day-to-day basis. It's that part is a gift. I have to concur as well. I mean, just the process of coming back into your home after you've been out. Um, I had to. Like even even when I'm in the office, like I have to humidify now to make sure that the air is being cleaned. And you know, uh, of course, you know you observe washing your hands just throughout the day. Mm-hmm. You know, I've already washed my hands, but it's like now I feel like I'm really washing my hands yes. a lot. Yes. You know, just so mindful of everything now. Um, coming back in, and you know, like Leslie was saying, you know, 
take all your clothes off and get right in the shower. Right. Um, when I came home yesterday from um, from from church, this was a Monday, so a Sunday. That's another thing. Keeping up with what they sure, sure, it's 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 hard. It's a challenge. It's hard because I had people who called me throughout the day, and I'm like, they're like, hey, what you doing? I'm still working. Yes. What are you doing? I'm at home. <laughs> yeah, you are, but I'm I'm still moving around. So for me, it's like I almost feel like everyone else is like away somewhere and mm-hmm. I'm still kind of like walking around like a, what was the Will Smith movie um, um, a mind legend yes sometimes I feel like I'm like the only person on earth because when you leave out I mean like it's just deserted when oh, I was coming sure. here Sunday morning zero traffic yeah there was out there like I got in like 10 minutes and there is nothing stranger then pulling up on this parking lot 20 minutes before worship is supposed to start and there's not a car oh, yeah. out there. The first thing my mind says is, where is it? <laughs> and, then, and, and then it kicks in. They're not supposed to be here. But, but it, it, it is a strange feeling uh, that, that, you, that you can move about uh, leaving here in the afternoons. Uh, Often I have to take a different route because the interstate is backed up. Not anymore. I have no problems uh, getting home or, or getting back and forth anywhere I, I have to go. Uh, let me ask you this question. Are you scared? I'm not. I, I try to pay attention to, to what I'm doing um, because I, I'm trying to be responsible. I'm, I'm not scared. Um, I get and I understand that even being responsible, because many of the people that are sick now were responsible, right? And and they still got the virus. So I'm not I'm not naive thinking that I'm that I can't get it. I'm trying to pay attention um, to the signs, symptoms, all of that, because it makes a difference. If there's only a few of us here, and if somebody gets sick, you, you need to pay attention. So um, national media is and, and and God bless them. They're having a hard time doing their job dealing with the president that we have uh, right now and sifting through all of his foolishness. But one of the the distressing things about the national media reports that I have seen is that they give the appearance, no one has said it outright, but they give the appearance that if you contract this virus, it's a death sentence. And it's not. No, the percentages Uh, show that it's not. If you you know numbers, you say, I don't know if it's a 2%, I can't remember what it is, but it's it's not large. large percentage that that you know that die from the from yeah. the virus yeah, and, and most people bounce right back the, the people right i understand that if you know that have unfortunately passed from it they all had some type of underlying health issue mm-hmm. uh, for the most part i mean i'm not saying that it's, it's even pleasant people who i actually know someone who actually contracted um they went to college with me mm-hmm. But, you know, they say it's not pleasant at all. It doesn't feel good. It's yeah. like, like, oh, no, it's fine. Um, but about a week or two into it, it clears up and you're kind of back to normal. Mm-hmm. And they, I don't think the media does a, a great job of sharing the recovery stories. Right. It's, you know, it, it does feel like Armageddon if you watch news, but don't watch news all day. If you watch news all day, it's rough. You'd be in fear of your life. Yeah. You go around a hazmat suit on. Yeah. And I don't believe that they do share it, but I do take it serious. I'm, you know, if Leslie saying to I'm not afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, part of me is not afraid because it goes back to my news background where 
film in hurricanes before, mm-hmm. so I got different tolerance for things. Mm-hmm. But I do think that the news should promote more of the recovery. But when you're dealing with 24-hour news cycles and they just have to feel time, right? It's just always this is going on, this is going on, and shut down, shut down. So I understand why they they're doing it, but they should feel I think you can't watch the news all the time. I think it can put you in a state of of just panic or whatever. And, and when I talk to people, they, they've said that. They're like, I, I'm, I'm glued to the TV. And I thought, well, why? Because it's not like you're getting a whole lot of really new information every hour. It is, I mean, there are some updates that come, but that kind of news can be overwhelming, mm-hmm. draining. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And then and you're wired. Mm-hmm. And that's the last thing. That's the other thing, too. You know, if you have a strong immune system, that's one of the best things that you can have in this time right now. Right. Because even if you do unfortunately contract it, if your immune system is strong enough, you can get through it. Right. Right. But if, if you're worried and you're watching the news 24 hours a day, worry decreases your immune system's effectiveness. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, you know, I'm not a doctor, but this, these are things that I, I read up on. So I yeah. don't want to come across like I'm a specialist, you know, <laughs> like someone you know. <laughs> oh, I wonder okay. who I know that person. Someone we know who's on the news side, who's about the brain injury. This is something that I have, you know, kind of studied up on as well, too, is that having a strong immune system is, is a great defense as well, too. So I would encourage people not to worry, take it seriously. You know, be aware, but if you spend all day worrying, that's going to help you get the virus and not, you know, come out with a happy ending. Right. I think that people have to take good personal care. I mean, you've got to have some relaxation time. They tell us we need to be moving. And if you can't get outside, there are exercises you can do from a chair. All of that is important in this time. We should be doing it anyway, but we really want to make sure that that you're taking care of yourself. I must say on social media, um, they've got a ton of memes and jokes and funny things. Certainly my children have shown me more things that I'm thinking, who has time for this? And I'm thinking, a lot of America does. (laughs) (laughs) So although I'm going to work, and and we are going to work most days, many people have a different kind of a schedule now. And I get working from home is also a very, I mean, it's a challenge. If you've got children at home or other people that you're taking care of at home and you're trying to to take care of work, it's it's different. It's very different. But we all have to be mindful of self-care and and take care of things. I'm, I'm, I'm amused at the parents of elementary oh, school age children <laughs> having to teach their children, right. having to, to hone them in on the whole process of homeschooling. They are going absolutely bonkers. They are. Uh, I think teachers are getting a lot of, of good press in yes. that. Um, parents are appreciating new appreciation for, for for teachers. Yes. Absolutely, yes. absolutely. Yes. I saw a meme the other day, and uh, the meme was like, "So, have you figured out that the teacher wasn't lying about your child?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So, right. Coming out of this, uh, and 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 hopefully sooner uh, rather than later, we will be coming out of this, and we will uh, be going back to a more uh, uh, normal schedule. Is there anything that you think we 
have learned as we have gone through this that we can carry with us on the other side of this pandemic? I think people should probably, I think, I think people probably have gained a, a greater appreciation of just the simple things like coming to church, mm, yeah. um, going to a grocery store, yeah. having available toilet tissue inside the grocery store. I think, so I, I think that's the main thing, or at least that's what I'll take from this is just a great appreciation of just things that you may take for granted on an everyday basis. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like the person who, you know, doesn't appreciate walking around until they meet the person with legs. Yeah. Oh, I really appreciate having legs now. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Leslie? I've been thinking about what does this look like on the other side? Um... I agree with the things that Terrence has mentioned. I, I wonder if um, how fearful people will be when they have the opportunity to come outside. Are, you know, how long will people be scared? You know, and I don't know if we'll go to 50, a gathering of 50 to 250 to whatever. I, I don't know. Right. Um, and. It's certainly when you have the opportunity, one day we'll walk out and you'll be able to go wherever you want and you might stop and say, whoa, this is great because, you know, there was a time that I couldn't do this, that you just go to the store or you just go to dinner with friends. You know, who knew that that it could be taken away and, you know, you, 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 it, you will appreciate many things on the other side of this. Um, helping others, what you do to help others. Um, if it's telephone calls, if it's, you know, whatever you do, I think that's something else that you always have to be mindful of. And then on the other side, you might say, you know what, I'm gonna do a better job of whatever it is that, that you, that has been laid on your heart to do. Um, we've talked about a little bit ministry work. Shiloh does a phenomenal job with, with being the hands and feet of God. It, it is so amazing to see. This is second Saturday, and if you know Shiloh's schedule, second Saturday is when we feed the homeless. And the, the brotherhood and the sisterhood, that group of people that, that do that, have figured out a way to do that again this, this Saturday. In spite of? Abs they're they're, they're going to adhere to the rules. And when they did it last month, it was a little tricky. They had to do things a little differently. It's even more restrictions now. And they figured out a way. And they're like, oh, no, we're doing it. We're absolutely doing it. Yeah. You know, their, their thought is, why wouldn't we do it? We've, we know the rules. We're going to follow the rules. And we're going to make sure this population is not forgotten. H how do you continue to, to, to give to others in the pandemic and after? It's, it's a part of, it should be a part of all of our lives. And again, you have to rethink things. Is it calling um, somebody on the sick and shut-in list? You know, those calls right now mean so much. There are a couple of um, more seasoned women in the, in the <laughs> congregation that I've reached out to, and they were like, hey, I'm so glad you thought about me. And, and they were on my heart, and I just thought, call them, because I know that they shouldn't be going out. And it makes a, it makes a huge difference when you do that. That small thing made a big difference, well, to me and to them. Because, you know, when you, when you do something, it, many times you're, you receive
receive a blessing for, for doing that kind of thing. So it'll, we'll ease into this post-pandemic world. Um, I hope people will, will, will be in a mindset of um, appreciative of those things that were taken away that they now have and how they can make a difference um, in their world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I think on the other side of this, uh, I have come away with it with a greater appreciation for the membership of this church. Um, uh, I, I I was raised in this church. I, I, Shiloh was in my blood. I, I've been here most of my life. I, I have served other churches. Um, but the opportunity to uh, come back home and to see how Shiloh rallies around not just one another, but rallies around their communities and rallies around the whole idea of ministry. Uh, every time I am tempted to complain about something that I think should have gone one way and it went another, I, I, I hope on the back end of this I'll remember how phenomenally blessed I am to be able to serve uh, the members of the Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church and uh, what a wonderful group of people we have here. Uh, this might not have been a full length uh, podcast, but I just wanted to have the opportunity to talk to people who are, who are on the front lines of what it is that we're doing. I want to thank Terrence Turner and his crew. Uh, two of them are behind the scenes right now as we are working. These are people who have their own families, ha have their own responsibilities, and yet they have come and given of their time uh, to do this. I want to thank Terrence and his crew for the work that they do. I want to thank uh, the music ministry of Shiloh that has done an outstanding yeah. job. Uh, they, 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 they have been uh, constrained by the numbers, and yet they have delivered first-class uh, inspiring music. I want to thank them for that. Uh, I want to thank uh, those members who come on to the prayer line every day. Uh, uh, we're, we're now up into the 70 uh, number every afternoon of people who gather for prayer. It doesn't take long, five, ten minutes, and we're in and, and we're out. But but it, it means so much just to hear voices and to hear uh, the cheer that they have for one another as uh, they, they recognize familiar voices on the prayer line. And Leslie, I want to thank you, and I want to thank your staff for... Uh, uh, being here every day, every day, uh, you, you, you are a constant, and I'm grateful for that. Thank you all for viewing. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back again next time. Bye.